Our scripture reading this morning is Psalms 56, 3. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. And Mark 5, 36. Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, Don't be afraid, just believe. And I just, I just thank God again. I have to continue to praise him. I was born a praiser. So that means no matter what, my sister says I'm, <laughs> I'm just really loud with it. I was outside walking up the sidewalk and she could hear me in the house. And I was just thanking God for, you know, I was thanking him for my yard and I was thanking him <laughs> for my house. And I, and I just was loudly praising him because he's worthy of the praise. And I, like I said, my mom had just raised me to be a praiser. So I'm always thanking him when I'm driving. If you see me, I'm probably talking because I'm talking to God <laughs> and I'm just giving him thanks because he loves me and he hears my prayers and that leads me kind of to what I want to talk about today. So we've been on our our journey of courage, our our series of courage and I have one more week after this week of courage but this week I want to talk about the courage to trust. It takes courage to truly trust God in times of sorrow, in times of trials. It takes courage to trust that he really is going to do what he promised he's going to do. And so as I've been trying to, to just kind of walk through these these different issues was we started with listening, the courage to listen to God, and then we had the courage to hope last week. And so we're doing the courage to trust. And each week, I've had something occur where I had to actually walk out the sermon. I had to actually, I had to actually listen to him. I had to actually put my hope in him. And then this week, I had to actually trust him that he heard my prayer, that he knows what's best for me, and that he wants what's best for me. And he has me right in the palm of his hand. And so this week I um, take Cherish to school um, certain days of the week. And this week we got into my car and um, it's an older car. It's what I have. And so I thank God for it. But it's an older car. And so we got into the car and it was just crazy loud. I don't know. I just didn't know what it was, but it scared me because I have to take her to school. And so I was I was a little nervous. I was like, oh, God. Help us, help us, help me to get her to school and then help me figure out what to do with this car. And so I got her to school, thank God. And then I was driving and I, I, I was praying and I was like, God, now you know, you know what I have. You know what I have to deal with. You know what I can do and you know I need this car. And so and I hope you don't mind I step out here, but I just feel more comfortable when I can actually see you and talk to you. So especially when I'm telling a story. So, so I said, God, and I was driving along, as I said, I'm sure people thought I was crazy because I was talking out loud to him. And I said, God, you know what I can do. And so I felt so strongly in my spirit, just go straight to your mechanic. And I didn't call him and he's really nice, but still I didn't call him or anything. I just drove up to his, um, to a shop and I said, his name is Brian. I said, Brian, I don't know what's going on. I said, listen to how loud it is. It's loud. And it's, and I was a tinge frantic, not really, but a little. And so he said, okay, Virg, sit, sit down. He said, and let me take a look at it. And I said, okay, Brian. And I, I did. I sat down and I called my sister. I said, I may need you to come get me. And he came right back and he said, no, don't call her. He said, I can take care of this right away for you. And he did. He went right in and he did. He, he, I mean, he had other cars. But when God is with you and you have his favor on your life, which is what I feel, he said, sit there for a minute. If you can wait 10, 15 minutes, I'll take care of you. And he did. He did just that. He went in. He, he put everything else aside. 
God gave me favor with him, and he fixed the car for, for not much, enough for what I had. <laughs> Amen? He, he, he fixed it for that, and just that fast. And God was showing me, see, when you put your trust in me, I will take care of you. I'm even concerned about your car. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> That's awesome to me. He's even concerned with every little thing that concerns us. And so today I want to talk about just that, the courage to trust him. When my circumstances didn't seem um, like it was going to work. It sounded like the car was going to just fall to pieces right then and there. Like it was just going to, to, to crumble. But God, it was in the midst of it and it really wasn't even that serious. But I just thank God for that, that he gave me favor with Brian, but that he was concerned with what concerned me, that I put my trust in him on that ride. It was a ride of trust. I said, okay, God, I know what you told me. I have to trust you. I have to trust you. And I put my trust in him and he actually worked that situation out for me. So I thank God for that. And at this time, I would be like, thank you. And I was in the car. I was praising him because I, I, you know, I'm in a situation where I can't afford to buy a new car right now. And so I thank God for him being on my side. Um, and so I want to talk today just to encourage you to have the courage. That's just a simple story because there are other things that we're going through. And it's hard to trust sometimes. It's hard to put that trust in him, to have the courage to really trust that he has and he wants what's best for you. And so Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. And he's just telling us, just trust me. Don't trust in what you know. Don't trust in what you think. Because I thought it would have been, in that case, I really thought, oh my gosh, it's going to be everything I have to get this fixed. And it really wasn't. And I had to just put my trust in him. I had to not lean on what I thought or what I felt would happen or not hear that negative voice that, that tells you, you know, it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. But we have to have the courage to hear that small voice that guides us and leads us. And so as I was preparing for this sermon, I was thinking the Lord brought to my spirit the courage it took actually for you here at Broadway Christian to bring me in to actually bring me in and, and then uh, hire me as your pastor. And you had no idea who I was, but it took courage to trust that. That small voice was saying, this is the time for this. This is the time for her to come in. You had to all hear that and all be in agreement with it. That, that was courage. It takes courage to go against something different than what you've ever had before. And I know you've had a few pastors, so it took courage to trust that that I wouldn't let you down, that I wouldn't... Um, you know, rise to the occasion to give you what you need. And so I was thinking, as I was thinking about it, I went even further on courage. God began to show me Linda and I sitting at, at that meeting that we were at. And I thought, well, God, it actually took courage to trust that you were telling her to tell me you're looking for a pastor because that's not something we ever talked about together. So that took courage. It took courage to trust that God was really leading her to ask me. And then it took courage for her to call me just at the time I was praying, God, if this is for me, because I kept feeling it, but it took, it took courage because it was different for me too. And I was saying, God, if this is what you want for me, if this is where you have for me, let Linda call me. Within 10 minutes, Linda called me. <laughs> and it's not something that we, you know, we chit-chat over text sometimes, but not a lot. And so it, I knew it was God, but it took courage actually on both of our parts to hear that small voice 
of God saying, this is the time. It's the season for these, all of these parts to come together. But it took courage. And then it took courage for you all to listen to her when she recommended me. That took courage to go, well, we trust that Linda heard God and that this is the, the way we should go. So it's, it's just that trust, that courage to trust that God is really guiding us, to trust that he has what's best for us. And he has it right, you know, he has us right in the palm of his hand. He's so concerned with us and everything that concerns us. So I thank God for you that you had that courage to trust, to try something different. Because it's been a blessing for me, I have to say. I think it's been seven months or six months or seven months. I thank God it's been a blessing for me and I hope it has for you as well. But that leads me to my story, my, my, um, my example from the Bible, because I, I like to give you both. I can give you natural examples, but I want to make sure you know this is something that God, God, um, in stores it, um, He puts in us as well, and that's that He wants us to trust Him. And sometimes He will allow things to happen just to build your trust, just for you to see and to, to trust that you're hearing His voice. And so the example that He gave me, it's a little long, but, um, it's worth, it's worth, um, just kind of rethinking about this. Everyone knows this story. It's the story of, um, Sarah and Abraham and Isaac. And, um, I want you to imagine God giving you what you prayed for and then telling you to sacrifice it back to Him. That's, that's pretty difficult, especially when it's your child. And so that's the story that I'm talking, I want to just share here for a minute. It's how the faith and the trust it took Abraham to take Isaac up to the mountain and to lay him on the altar to sacrifice him. That took a lot of trust, a lot of trust that that was God and not, you know, some crazy spirit telling him what to do. But it took faith and it took trust. And it was courageous to trust to do what God, what God was asking him to do. So Genesis 22, 1, uh, 1 through 14. And it says, And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham. And he said, behold, here I am. And he said, take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I tell thee of there. That's the first point. It was, it took courage to pack Isaac up and began to take him and the Lord saying, you're going to offer him up as a, as a burnt offering. Well, no, he was the promised child. He's the one you promised me. You said you were going to give me a son and you did. And now you're asking me to take him and burn him on the, on the altar. But sometimes God tells us to do things that don't make sense at the time, but we have to have that, the courage to trust that it's him and that he's leading us. Next verse. And, and Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, abide ye here with the ass and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. There we go again. That's an act of trust. He's getting closer. He's getting closer. They stop there. He's getting closer to, to having to burn his son on the, on the altar. And he's still, I trust God. I trust him. I trust him that he's, that he's not going to let me down, that he's not going to fail me, that he has a plan. There's a plan in this. 
And then, and Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it up on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham, his father, and said, My father, he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for the burnt offering. So there we go. Now, not only does Abraham have the courage, have to have the courage to trust God. Now Isaac has to have the courage to trust God that his father is hearing, hearing from God. You know, he, and he wasn't, we, I know for years I pictured him as a, as a, a young child, a young kid, but actually he was a grown young man. He was probably 20, late twenties or so. So he's a big kid that, but, um, that could fight him off, but he had to have the trust, the courage to trust God that his dad was hearing from him and God had a plan for them. And so then, uh, and they came to the place which God had told them of, and Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thy only son from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering instead of his son. But God provided for him. When it didn't, it didn't seem like it. He's, he's literally tying Isaac up and laying him on the altar. And he still had the courage to trust God had a plan for him. And that's what I want to encourage you. Sometimes it looks like our plans or our hopes they're not going to come to pass. It looks like we are in the end. Maybe it's illness and it looks like God is not going to heal me. But just like this, he, he dared to trust, to have the courage to trust God that he had a plan for his life, that he had a plan for Isaac and that this was just an act of trust for him. He was just proving to God, I do trust you, God. I trust you more than I trust the promise that you gave me, that, that I trust you even with the promise that you gave me. And so I want to encourage you today, you may be going through something like that, and it's important that we we trust God, we have that courage to just trust him, to know that he's truly, he only has the best for us. He only wants the best for us. And I know it's hard, but we have to, to walk in that trust that anything that's coming up against us, God has a plan, and he, he wants the best for us. So Psalms 56, 3 through 4 says, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust and am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? And that's an important one to just remember. In our act of trust, sometimes, like I said, it seems like it seems ridiculous sometimes what God is asking us to do in the natural. It seems like, why would you ask me to do that, God? That doesn't seem to make any sense. But we have to trust and not be afraid that he has the plan for us. Trust that we're hearing his voice when he's guiding us to make decisions, when he's guiding us to touch the lives of someone else, you know, to, to, to make a difference for someone else. Trust 
God, have the courage to trust him. And what I really like about this this particular scripture is it says, what can mere mortals do to me? So even if it seems like it's crazy, what can what can just a person do to me? Nothing. God's got me right in the palm of his hand. There's no read, no need for me to fear. Not not anyone has a heaven or hell to put me in. Only God. Only God. So what can mere mortals do to me? Nothing. My trust is in God. My trust in whatever I'm walking in, my trust is in God, that he has a good plan for me. My trust that he loves my family more than I love them. So when I'm lifting them up to him, I trust you, God. You hear my prayers. When I tell you to bless my daughter, my granddaughter, I know you are. When I tell you to help and guide my son, I know you are. My trust is in you, that you hear my prayer, and not anyone has anything they can say to me. Amen. Because God, is, my trust is in him. My trust is not in man. A story that, and this is my last one, but I got it carried away today. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I believe in, tr- I have to trust in him or I can't make it. But the last story is a quick one. I was in an overcomers class years ago and we were talking about how we forgive, how to forgive people. And, and I said to the teacher, I said, how do you trust that they won't do it again? How do you trust they won't do it again? And she said to me, you don't trust them. You trust God. You trust that God has you no matter what happens. Even if they do it again, you trust that God is still going to keep you, that he is going to continue to strengthen you. And and you learn from that lesson. And that really blessed me. And I was able to kind of look at things differently, especially when it comes to forgiveness, which is a whole nother sermon in itself. But it's important that we, we learn to forgive and that we can trust. We can trust even in forgiveness. Trust that God has you. Even if it feels like, well, I'm letting them get away with it. You really aren't. Know that God has you and you can put your trust in him. So you can forgive and you're free when you forgive. You're free. You're not carrying around that weight of unforgiveness. That weight and holds you down and holds you back. And it stops you from really even growing. And so final scripture, Mark 5, 35 through 36. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. Sometimes, and this is my last thought, sometimes the situation looks dead. It looks like there is just not an answer. But in the words of Jesus, he said, do not fear, just trust. Just trust me. When the situation looks like there's no answer, when it looks like there's no healing coming, when it looks like they're going to be addicted to drugs forever, and you're, you know, your family member, and it looks like they're never going to be, they're never going to get over this. Don't be afraid. Just believe. Just trust that God knows. He hears your prayers. He hears you calling out for them that he would deliver them. And know that he's got them. He's got them, and he's got a plan for their life. So don't fear. Just believe. Just trust. That God has it and he has every situation you have before him right in the palm of his hands. Amen. Amen. I'm done, I promise. But I'm going to sing and then I'm going to pray if you'll allow me. (laughs) Just because I was feeling this song this morning while I was getting dressed and I'm only going to sing a quick verse of it. But this is one of those songs my mom used to sing. And in the old church is what we would call it in the, the um, the older saints. They would sing this song and it didn't make a lot of sense when I was younger, but I understand now what they're saying. And it says, I will trust in the Lord. I will trust 
in the Lord I will trust in the Lord till I die. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. Till I die. And he said one more line. I'm gonna treat everybody right. I'm gonna treat everybody right. I'm gonna treat everybody right. Till I die. I'm gonna trust in the Lord. I'm gonna trust in the Lord. I'm gonna trust in the Lord till I die. Now let's pray. Lord, I thank you. I give you praise. I give you honor. I give you glory. You are so worthy of our praise. And God, today we are praying, Lord, for those who are whose trust, God, is failing them. We pray, Lord, that you would instill a spirit of trust in them, God, the courage to trust, God, that that you will not leave them, God, the courage, God, to trust, that you will not forsake them, that you are with them always. And we thank you for it, God. We give you praise, honor, and glory today, Lord, for all those, God, who are hoping and believing you, God, for a miracle. Believing you, God, for healing. We thank you. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. Lord, for those miracles, God, for healing, God, for deliverance, God, we thank you for setting free, God, those who are captive. And we give you all of the praise, all of the honor, and all of the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.